the Compassion Parenting Podcast, hosted by Dr. Mary Wild. Episode 2, Seasons on Dormancy and Growth. Welcome to the Compassion Parenting Podcast, helping moms to love wisely and well. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Wild, integrative pediatrician and mom of eight sons who continually challenge and teach me. Over the years, I've learned that rather than outward technique, it's the internal landscape of the heart that affects parenting more than anything else. Mothering is about being, not just doing. You have everything you need within you to become the parent you want to be. So let's bring it out. As any mom, I give up multiple personal opportunities to create opportunities for my children, a truth to which they, at least for now, are quite oblivious. And to some degree, rightly so. It's the way of childhood. I have books to write, songs to practice, medical journals to read. I'm practically bursting to do these things, but instead spend mornings in my bathrobe, insisting one son does his homework and the other practices and another picks up his toys. It's my fair trade to make, a willing investment for the future of those I love. Yet to never pursue anything or to have nothing to pursue seems an unhealthy and untrue lesson. Motherhood can feel like one very long season, but our kids' childhood, like an ongoing summer for them, doesn't have to be our endless winter with gifts lying dormant for years. As parents, we spend significant time trying to get our kids to do the worthwhile things we wish we still had time to do. We focus so much on their growth that sometimes we forget our own. We forget that example may be the best teacher anyway. Ongoing personal growth and creative pursuits not only bring satisfaction, but also increase our endurance and effectiveness in parenting. I'll begin by asking a question. What do you love? What gives you energy and makes you feel alive? So many moms say they don't know anymore. There's something beautiful about being so dedicated to your family that their wishes and interests become your own. I remember driving in rush hour traffic in Minneapolis, a city they say has only two seasons, winter and road construction, and getting genuinely excited to see tractors. I was in the car by myself And though I didn't have any personal interest in construction vehicles, because my little boys like them, my natural inward reaction was, hey, look, tractors. I'm sure you've had similar experiences where the only reason you're investing attention, time, or effort in something is because it's valued by someone you love. But somehow, we need to maintain a primary connection to the things we ourselves love, not only to grow and thrive, but to model healthy adulthood. In his book, Flow, The Psychology of Optimal Experience, psychologist Mihai Csikszentmihalyi makes the case that in a state of flow, we have the greatest enjoyment and do our best work. I believe this applies to parenting as well as anything else. Whether or not we feel in flow while parenting specifically or experience flow states intermittently in other pursuits, it can powerfully sustain us and buffer us against burnout. 
So I'll ask again, what do you love? What naturally brings you into a state of flow? When you find or discover these things, hold on to them. They're important keys to your well-being and your sense of purpose and your energy and motivation in every area, including parenting. I'll pause here to say that if you go to CompassionParenting.com forward slash flow hyphen survey, the link's in the show notes, you can do a quick flow assessment and get your copy of the free ebook, Parenting with Flow, Reconnecting to Natural Delight, Focus, and Productivity. Sounds nice, doesn't it? Now back to our discussion on growth. As parents, and this includes me, we often take one of three positions when it comes to personal growth, or perhaps cycle through them. First, sort of giving up on the idea of growth, thinking there's no time for it, or that it's some kind of indulgence. Second, pursuing growth in a balanced way. Or third, pursuing growth in an unbalanced way. Let's talk about each of these. You might say, for example, there's just no time for me to do anything beyond meeting the daily demands of parenting and running a household. I'm completely spent. I get that. There are certain times of transition or crisis when this may be true, but in normal circumstances, time usually can be found. There's what I call edge time at the beginning, end, or in little pockets of the day. There's protected time when you arrange for a support person to help out while you step away. There's the opportunity to bring kids along and allow them to participate in some way. Why would you want to make the effort? Because making some time to do what you love may be your path to feeling alive again. It may be your path to finding your flow. Paradoxically, this kind of growth actually generates a net energy rather than depleting it. Rather than being a guilty indulgence that robs your children in some way, it enriches them because of what it does for you. Over the years, I've used a mix of strategies to enable my creative pursuits. Edge time, protected time, and perhaps most often, just involving my kids. I love singing, and when I've wanted to practice, I've often done so with a little baby or toddler on my lap who was plunking the keys periodically. Not necessarily the most productive context, but definitely doable. Even as I created this podcast, my little five-year-old was with me when I tested the sound equipment. In many ways, his company had a healing influence. I was overwhelmed in my state of not knowing what I was doing, but with him along, we were just playing and being curious together. I captured a little test track when he took a turn. Here it is. Oh, hi. I, my name is Nathaniel, and I'm going to help study the microphone. And I help, I'm going to find out some cool things. So that was my son's debut. Maybe he'll grow up to be a famous announcer someday. Writer Brenda Uland says, If you want your children to become musicians, then work at music yourself, seriously and with all your intelligence. If you want them to be scholars, study hard yourself. If you want them to be honest, be honest yourself. And so it goes. In her book entitled, If You Want to Write, Yuland also talks about how we need to be more like our child selves as we pursue our gifts, bold, playful, and curious. She says, this joyful, imaginative, impassioned energy dies out of us very young. Why? 
because we let dry obligation take its place, because we don't respect it in ourselves and keep it alive by using it. Instead, she says, remember these things, work at your gifts with all your intelligence and love. Now, the subject of balance. Can you think of a time in your life where you were growing and progressing in a paced and balanced way? I'll give you a minute to think. Even connect with how that felt in your body. Good. Maybe now recall a time when you overdid it and how that felt. What made it different? Take a breath in as you glean insight from that reflection. And as you breathe out, let go of any leftover tension and let it dissolve away. As I'm recording this, I'm inwardly acknowledging that I've spent more time than necessary in a state of overstriving. I feel some loss connected to that. But welling up just after the first feeling is an overall sense of joy and fulfillment. I'm wondering what feelings are coming up for you and invite you to share about it on my feed at Compassion Parenting on the post connected with this episode. There have been times that I've gotten the balance right and have found that sweet spot, almost by necessity. One such experience was writing my first parenting book, Faithful Nurturing. With that project, I was determined not to let writing about parenting disrupt my actual parenting. I used the edges of my day, early mornings and late evenings, and showed up as consistently as as life would allow. There were also those sudden flashes of inspiration that I scrawled on whatever scrap of paper I could quickly get my hands on. I had to be patient with the process because whenever I'd try to rush it or allow my writing to interfere with my functioning as a parent, it was as if the muses immediately left me. But once I realigned myself, they'd come back. After about 10 years of paced effort, I finished the book. We'll have more episodes on gifts and balance and the creative process, but for now I'll end with an invitation. What am I inviting you to do? Only you can know exactly. But what I'm saying is grow, grow. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Compassion Parenting Podcast. I'd love to hear your thoughts. What resonated with you? What questions came up? Let's continue the conversation on Instagram at Compassion Parenting or within my free Facebook group, Parenting Well, Raising Compassionate and Productive Humans. Links are in the show notes. If you've gained insight from the time we've shared today, leave a review and subscribe. There's a quick how-to in the show notes. Have a blessed week. May you love yourself, your family, and the world wisely and well.